This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First thing I said to Ann when we woke up on Sunday was, my wife. <laughs> first, <laughs> first thing. Obviously. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> she took the water from the bedside table and just threw it in your face. <laughs> been waiting, I've been waiting years. <laughs> All right. We have to start. I know. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. For your business paper needs or Dundermill. Then the people purchase paper, people Dundermill. Then the people purchase paper, people Dundermill. Then the people purchase paper, Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office, by fans of The Office. I'm your host because I have one simple philosophy in business. If the seat is open, the job is open. Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, Special Projects. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, administering massage, all right, if you need it. If you don't, whatever. (laughs) Just talk to him. He's a person, Mr. Alex Woolford. I mean, no offense, but are there a lot of Irish people living around here? Yes. Oh, I hate that. No offense. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week, after we cover our main topic, we'll go to the conference room where we'll, where we'll answer a couple voicemails. Uh, and then we'll finish up the show with some listener-provided trivia. This week's main topic is Nellie Bertram. Nellie Bertram, p- played by Catherine Tate, uh, who attended the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. Catherine Dame, the Tate. Dame Judi Dench attended. Hmm. Oh. Before The Office, she had her own show called The Catherine Tate Show, sketch comedy show that ran for years and then went on to do another show called uh, Catherine Tate's Nan, uh, where sure. she plays Catherine Tate's Nan, I think. I haven't watched it, but I did watch uh, the first episode of the Catherine Tate show. It is hilarious. It is oh, so really? Cool. All right. I got to yeah. check that out. Yeah. I mean, what pla- what platform can I find this content on? I watched it on YouTube. Oh. Faux free. Illegally, and uh, but uh, I'm sure there's a better version out there. Um, uh, I mean, she has gone on to do so many other great things. I mean, she was on uh, uh, Doctor Who, yeah, uh, uh, for a while. Uh, but uh, but Nellie Bertram, 
um, who is is really only in a couple of seasons of The Office with a brief appearance. Uh, She's in eight and nine. With technically, she shows up in seven mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. search committee, but. But uh, she's really mainly in the back half of season eight into season nine. She's, she's a, very she's present a... back half of season eight. Yes. Nelly is a really, I mean, continuing our, pro, our, our list of character profiles, uh, Nelly is a very unique character in how late she enters the show and then the extent to which she becomes a permanent part of the office ensemble and environment. The fact that she appears in basically every episode from the... You know, or almost every episode from the beginning of the Florida arc all the way through the end of the show, she she just kind of becomes a fixture of the cast, which mm-hmm. doesn't happen uh, very often. I mean, it's just, it's her and then Clark and Pete in season nine. Yeah, and even because Clark and Pete are just in the one season, it doesn't. It's, they feel like almost like Robert California, like they're just there for a season and gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be installed as a multi-season mm-hmm. cast member, yeah, that's not. I mean, they kind of cut that off after Aaron and Gabe. Um, and then maybe you can't even say Nate's not even doesn't even show up enough to count like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, she does get she is she is really brought in uh, to the to the cast and the family uh, with wide open arms, but not not so much for people in the office, and honestly, not so much for fans. I mean, let's be honest, Nellie's when you just Google Nellie Bertram and you get those Google results, a lot of them come up and they're like. Why is Nellie the worst character on The Office? Or, hey, who's the worst character on The Office? Who ruined The Office? It's like she's this Yoko Ono of the show. And uh, and I'm not really here to hear it um, much more. I mean, I get it, but I don't think it's fair. Sing it. <laughs> Preach it from I, the mountaintops. I think that, like, certainly... Um, I, I, I think we've talked about this before, Edwin, when you can see writers writing the show and the way that Nellie's character flips at one point kind of just tunes you into her being almost like a device to like drive the story forward. They, if you know, they needed a goofy boss in Florida, but now in Scranton, when Andy is unhinged again, they need someone who's, you know, a straight sympathetic character. And that's yeah. kind of where I have a problem with Nellie because she, it just seems like she becomes whatever they need her to be. Yes. Yeah. The way that she's introduced in the show is a very, it's very strange, I think, um, or in a way that doesn't really set her up to become a fixture of the cast. I mean, coming in, you know, her first appearance is in the search committee at the very end of season seven and uh, or at the tail end of season seven. And she's just given the the comedic lines in her interview in the way that um, Ray Romano's character, I think his name is Merv, Merv Bronte, Warren Buffett, Will Arnett, Robert California. They're all kind of in that moment just given f- funny lines to say in the interviews. And we don't we certainly don't expect her to come back. And then she does in season eight. In a very uh, in a like in a managerial role, like you said, she's an executive. She's uh, a friend of Joe Bennett's, filling this vice president role. So she does have a lot of power. And then after that, she becomes she comes back to the office as and just kind of takes on the manager seat. And that happens until the end of season eight. And then she just kind of becomes a person who works at the office. And Andy can't fire her without cause. Uh, yeah, right. she just sits at Andy's old desk 
and does i mean by her what she says is like bring me back to do special products or special projects and i'll just do whatever i want <laughs> yeah. and he's like you sly bastard and hires her mm-hmm. and it's weird because that's that's how that ends on season eight on that tone and then in season nine it's like right back to andy hating nelly again and mm-hmm. uh it is weird Did i mean the and, slack and, line part yeah it's oh man i mean i I'll say this up top, but I, I, I honestly, I would have preferred if they just kept Nelly manager in season nine and not and gotten Ed Helms off the show. Because yeah, I agree I, with that. 100%. I rewatched a lot of season nine today for this, and Barf. I Andy is just a different person who I hate. He's not funny. He brings nothing to the show. <laughs> His character is just a terrible person, which isn't who Andy Bernard was. Like uh, nothing right. really happened to Andy that would make sense for him to be like this now. And uh, I'm sorry, like, I think I think there could have been a lot better comedy with Nelly as boss. Like, I mean, for all the people say about her, the more you watch it, I mean, really, she has a lot of Michael Scott in her. Like, the way she presents herself, the things she says, the kinds of, like, uh, insecurities and sort of problems that she has with her own self, which we, we kind of learn in little bits. And uh, we have to learn that in a much more compressed timeline than we do with Michael Scott. Um but honestly, I just I don't know. I I I feel like there was probably more there when she was boss that they could have done, but they didn't. There is, so, yeah. Sorry, sorry to. No, no, that that's um, There is. I'm some... also looking down at this book to get to the t- Catherine Tate part. <laughs> yeah, there there is. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned the, the Michael Scott isms because there is something of him in her character, which is like the very long. She doesn't do it in Talking Heads all the time, but she does it sometimes. These long speeches with like really funny comedic turns, kind of in the middle. She has a lot of them. Oh, when yeah. they're trying to convince Val to get back together with Daryl, she says, no, that is not all. Let me tell you what real life is like. The men dry up and the nights get lonely. The only calls on your machine are for collection agencies about that pair of motorcycle boots you never even wore. You stalk your old high school boyfriend online, go to his daughter's soccer games, and make a scene. You buy a diamond ring for yourself, wear it on your right hand, and tell yourself, you're all you need. One day, you're alone, tired. At your feet, a dying bird. But where did it come from? Why did you kill it? Is it because, in some strange way, it is you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. She has so many, she has so many funny little lines. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. really him. Like, you say, yeah. don't think a woman can be a leader. Yeah. You poor simple boy. Expected a man, you did you? Simple boy. <laughs> Huge whopping penis. What an entrance! Yeah, really incredible stuff. <laughs> that, yeah, there is there is a lot of that to her character. I know. So um, stop looking at my breasts. <laughs> stop looking at my penis. I love, and she she makes fun of Ryan from the very beginning. I love it. Yeah, you look I ridiculous doing it, like a little boy. <laughs> yeah, but then Reaching where's my his balloon? balloon? Where's <laughs> my balloon? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry in advance, by the way, for all the bad British accents. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, it's bloody horrendous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Basildon. in that same little. In that same little, like, huge whopping penis monologue, she flips it on, like, just mid-monologue, just switches to, like, directing her anger at Jim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I interviewed to be manager for your branch after you <laughs> decided I wasn't a good fit. Ah, uh-uh, it was. I went on a shopping spree, very destructive. I bought 13, <laughs> 13 pianos. <laughs> then I realized, what if Saber had a store, hmm? So I called Joe old friend, founder of Sabre, and I told her, and she grabbed me by the shoulders and said, yes! <laughs> I love it. 
That I think so is... many changes, <laughs> so many <laughs> thirteen pianos. That drop of uh, she grabbed me by the shoulders and she said yes. She I feel grabbed like... me by the shoulders and she said yes. That one I think. <laughs> A lot of times when we're preparing to start the show, Alex says, can you hear this? And he plays a drop just to make sure we're all good. (laughs) That is one that gets used a lot for practice. (laughs) I do use that one a lot. Um, I think, I mean, what we're going to get to is a lot of us recounting funny Nelly moments. But I think, you know, part of the reason that she doesn't have, she's not a fan favorite is that like they do so much to draw her character to sketch out who she is as a character and to your this is what you were talking about sean mm. we were talking about watching writers write and not like you know watching somebody type at a computer but like you get mm. to see the character like it feels like they went back and wrote the character a few different times mm. and because like the the process by which we learn her motivations and what she wants in life and what she's what motivates her and that kind of thing happens in a weird way it happens so slowly over the course of the show and like we get moments where she's kind of supposed to be like endearing or we're suppo- like when she buys tacos to be friends with Daryl, you know, and eats it wrong. And Daryl's like, she's trying moments mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, moments like that, like th- that all happens. So in, in such a condensed way, mm-hmm. it happens over, you know, a season or two. And uh, it's hard to get the same sort of comfort with the character in that way. Especially after they go sure. from being they go from being villain to part of the team, like overnight. I mean, this is what like again. This is from uh, Andy Green's oral history of the Office book. But like all the all the writers and cast members when they talk about her, I mean, the common thread is a she was totally underutilized. Um, it was hard for her to find space in that cast. I mean, when Steve Carell leaves and like the writers are talking about, it's like, oh, we need we need a story for Oscar. We need a story for Kevin. We need we need to do the whole Dwight and Angela. We need to really rev up their story at the end. Jim and Pam are doing their stuff. We got this Brian guy thrown in there. Like, take all the Brian stuff out. Give me some more Catherine Tate, please. But it sounds like that is yeah. overwhelmingly what the feeling was, both on and off set. Was like, we have this British superstar. We need to use her. We don't know how to do that. But we have what, her. And, and what everyone's you, saying is, like, she's like the Steve Carell of Britain. Like, she's a huge comedy superstar there. And she comes over. People don't know who she is. But, like, um, Mark Brooks, who plays Nate, was, like, is saying how stoked he is to work with her. Because she's, like, this, like, Steve Coogan-level superstar. Super versatile. Um, but it was hard to make her stand out. And then she felt like an add-on, and which is not her fault. And I feel like that's kind of what audience views her as this sort of why is she here which is exactly who her character is in the actual show too mm-hmm. it's like who is this woman they they go kind of out of their way to have the episode where nelly and pam kind of become friends and pam says she's yes. kind of fun like yeah. that almost feels like a very direct attempt to try to integrate her into the cast more yeah and i think you know it's it's a challenge because she's doing a job that we've never seen in the show before special projects she could yeah. be doing kind of anything at any time like she doesn't have the same sort of structured role. I mean, granted, look, it's a it's a comedy show and they're making everything up as far as like sales and accounting and HR. Like, but the like they don't give her like an actual department and they don't seem to give her any day to day responsibilities outside of picking a charity and running a paper airplane contest. Like she never actually has anything to do. Right. Not not yeah. even not even on screen as like a as an actor or actress, but like 
as a character in the office, what does she do? We don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely working in Florida when she was basically the Michael Scott of that, you know, environment. Of the Florida arc, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, Alex, to your point that, like, she's underutilized, go and watch that first episode of the Catherine Tate show. She plays such wildly different characters and accents and, like, Every different wig she puts on, she's a totally different person. I mean, she just seems like she's an incredible actor. And, uh, I mean, I just think that Nellie in Florida is hysterical, and I love that character. And just, I, not that I don't love who she becomes later. I mean, um, like, you feel sorry for her as this punching bag of, of Andy's. I just don't, I mean, it just... It's just not that interesting. It's I, I mean, uh, her, her storyline about trying to adopt a child is, I think, a, a like a, a nice, heartfelt storyline to have, um, and and that I'm sure a lot of people relate to. And I'm this sure, plays out in work know, bus, and she's trying to get signatures right. from Andy, and because we, I mean, we've just got all this stuff in the office. You've got you know Jim and Pam's love story, and then like starting a regular family. It's nice to, you know, it's it, it's important to have someone like Nellie who's trying to start a family in a different way. It's just that she's so she's such a powerhouse. It's like kind of a it's kind of a shame a a, a comedic powerhouse. It's kind mm-hmm. of a shame that she's like sort of a. Uh, a, a straight character she yeah. she doesn't have enough time or like a, like enough of a true arc and development to really land as a true member of the ensemble but she's also in it too much to be a scene stealer in the way that nate and like gabe and some of the other characters are where they can right. like it's okay to only go to them sometimes or I like mean, when packer's no. there everyone knows packer's there Right. And then he's gone, or you know. But what like, if? Yeah, she's always in the. And then she just becomes part of the fabric. What if we ha- started having like serious, sympathetic Todd Packer storylines? <laughs> yeah, like, who wants that? <laughs> like, he fakes him out. He fakes him out of like you know that he's in like, recovery. Hey, he's struggling oh, yeah. with his yeah. alcoholism. Yeah. He's trying to like you know <laughs> rekindle his relationship with his dog. Like, no, he just lays the food. Ah, <laughs> like I don't need that. Yeah. We we I don't know when we'll t- but Packer lacing the cupcakes as the as the B story in the farm That's is crazy. like is so funny to me still it like is. that yeah um but yeah I I think uh, she gets some she gets some really good shots in I mean. I love the uh, the the entire um, plot of Andy's ancestry is based around Nelly just messing with Andy, saying like I discovered her related to Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Great, great prank to play on Andy of all people. But like again, Andy's so destructive and terrible by this point in season nine that it's like I say, I wish I wish they would have like committed to her as manager maybe and moved Andy back to a salesman or just had him like leave the show at, after season eight or something. Just again, I just think she could have deserved a bigger stage, and I, I just she's really funny. She's just really funny when when she has I, the like. That's why that in Tallahassee when she gives that speech and she's in charge of the people and they're all trying to impress her. She's so funny. She's so much like funnier than she is in season nine, and I feel like they could have kept that going if they did it right. There, um, I think on one hand it might have been more effective if they brought. If Nellie was just assigned by Joe Bennett 
to the Scranton branch to do special projects because she just shows up there and Robert right. says, you know, to say nothing of Andy's not here and she has a great relationship with Joe Bennett, my boss, which is only ever brought up like a couple times. Yeah. Um, and like if she was assigned there for some other reason and just become a part of the cast, that would be better. At the same time, you lose the part like where it forces Andy out and Andy has to go to David Wallace and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, there's so much friction that happens between Andy and Nellie at the beginning that like you start, you don't start liking her. You don't start rooting for her, mm -hmm. you know, as a viewer, yep. I think, um, it makes it challenging. Although, you know, she does have really good dynamics with a lot of characters. Like I think she, her dynamic with Dwight is really funny. The way mm -hmm. that they do the 127 hours thing. And uh, you don't have a plan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, in the in here comes Travel in season nine, where they have the talk about the anxiety pill that he finds. Uh huh. Um, oh yeah. And Dwight has the. Uh, I mean, they they get Dwight puts the peanut butter all over his face. He dog catches Meredith. Stop bagging my head. Stop bagging my head. <laughs> don't dog catch me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Stop of course. Stop bagging my head. <laughs> <laughs> she has the, she has a good relation. She has a friendship with Pam. That's that's fun. You know her relationship with Toby is really funny. In that, like, like <laughs> where Toby says they don't have what we have. She says what we have. She I kissed that man. Like she realizes. You know. <laughs> or and the then later, up is Toby's great. The I mean, or when they yeah. go to marriage counseling and uh, Pam, like t Jim, confides in Toby. And Pam confides in Nellie. And Nellie says, did you know that marriage counseling is the only kind of counseling I've never had? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, Toby and Nellie meet up. And they debrief. They're like, whew, they deserve each other. You know, bah, bah, yeah. Bah, bah, bah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's like she has good dynamics with the other characters. Like she has. Totally. She can, she can be the driving force behind funny scenes. The, the prank call at the radio station. You know? Oh yeah, like, of course. She can do all of that. So yeah. there is a lot of versatility with her character. I just it's it's like too much too soon. Yeah. The and, and but they they actually set that up to make sense too. When she does like she comes in as manager and she kind of wins over most of the people by with the whole raises thing mm -hmm. and kind of appeals to like who everyone is um, in a certain way and is like fine. Like we'll talk about money and even Jim, who's like you don't and. <laughs> Robert's like, what? Let me guess. You want one too? Take the family to Disney Town. And Jim's like, land. well, yes, I would love a raise, but that's not the point. Like, she just kind of gets in there through the back door, and honestly, it makes sense with like, you know, I, we know Michael Scott was a good salesman, but we know he also doesn't spend his time doing work for ninety-five percent of his day. So it would make sense that someone like Nellie could come in and keep the branch running. I mean, quote unquote, running um, without having any real ability to do it i mean she owns up to that she's like that's the american dream someone with no skills no prior <laughs> job no ability to do it no friends here is able to get the job that didn't exist like that's the american dream it's completely random and it can happen to anyone the show so, kind of uses that yeah. as justification but it it just it doesn't that doesn't hold up over the course of a full season and a half it's how i came to briefly race formula one race car three slowest laps ever recorded <laughs> hint of pride a hint of pride on her that? voice yeah she just gets in a formula one car <laughs> she yeah she has a lot she has so many funny lines when you go through like all the moments she has a lot of uh, of uh 
Absolutely. Great... Yeah, I think uh, she's like, oh, you found Benjamin. That's the box where I keep pictures of Henry. <laughs> yeah. and, and they're like, why wouldn't you <laughs> yeah. just stop it? The whole oh, the whole magician thing, and then you, we get Brett Gelman in the episode. <laughs> I, it's why is Jim treating the magician poorly? <laughs> I think uh, I, I mean the common thing we're talking about. I I think like she's funny when she's like in charge and pretending to know what she's doing. That's when she's funniest. And so when she when she sort of just becomes another person at a desk, she doesn't make much sense. Um, so I, I I wish they kept that going a little more. I think too, like I think we were going to, we're naturally going to have a more uh, favorable viewing of Nelly now because we've spent so much time with the show, yeah, and we've watched it so much. And I think a lot of times, I mean, look, I, I, when people say that they don't like Nelly, I think a part of it might be they're like, who is this character? And why do they have? Why do they have so many lines? And why are they saying this? And who are they? Like, there's a little bit of that. They're not part of the fabric of the show in the way that some of the other characters are, you know. Yeah. But like on repeated viewings, I think you just kind of get used to it. You mm-hmm. get used to her being there and knowing kind of what she's going to say and what she's going to say it. And, uh, yeah, just it just makes it, I think, more palatable over time. The question is, like, did we need Nellie? And I think the the answer feels like no. And that's why people generally don't like her. It's like, I mean, did we need another character in the office? I mean, it just goes back to the whole problem with 8 and 9 is that to – they had a shotgun approach to solving Steve Carell leaving the show, which was, we're just going to like, we're going to give everyone a storyline. We're going to add new characters. Mm. And it's like, then you just, and as a result, I think none of it is, it's quantity over quality a little bit mm-hmm. with adding Nelly as a character. It just, they added a bunch of stuff and then they didn't really know what to do with her. Uh, and but it's also like she's so good you don't want to just let her walk away. No, you can't. No. Yeah. So I think I I don't know that the show necessarily approached it with well Steve Carell is gone we're gonna dial up everything and throw all this extra stuff in. I think when Steve Carell, my bad. I think when Steve Carell leaves the show, there's a vacuum, and what happens is the ensemble is now a bunch of way more developed characters, and you've got to tell stories for each of them. You have to tell Oscar stories in a way that you didn't in the middle of season four or season two or season one. Same with Phyllis and Creed and, and Gabe and Aaron. Like You have all these extra characters, and like you have to tell more and more of their stories together, especially without like a quote-unquote main character like Steve Carell driving so much of the action. You've just got more and more character stories to tell. And then you add in, you know, Pete and Clark as well in season nine. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, um, you know, I, I, I imagine that there were a number of different ways they thought the show would go. Mm. And, like, you've got, you just have too many stories to tell. Too many, yeah. too I many think... like, to service all the characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I see. And that's, and that's actually, like, that's where I have a problem with, with eight and nine too. I know we're getting off topic from Nelly, but like it, it, it's, it's this Speak like, Oh, you have, you have to service all the characters. It's like f- for who, for just for the actors. Like I didn't need a, a for you and me, dramatic. Sean. What's that? <laughs> for you and me, I, for all of us. <laughs> no, I didn't. Need, I don't need a dramatic, romantic storyline for Aaron where she's having to choose between plop and, uh, and Andy. 
in season nine. Like if I was like, if I was like, oh, I just want more Aaron in the show. That's not what I mean. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't mean that I want her to become <laughs> like a sympathetic character. If if I want more Oscar and Angela in the show, like I don't mean that I want them to to now get invested in a very serious storyline about like right. <laughs> this affair and everything. So, I, I, like, what what do you, what do you need, Sean? Tell us well, what I you just, need. I'm just saying that I think he needs that, he needs Plop to accept this rose. <laughs> I I think that. <laughs> I just I, I I think this could be a controversial opinion. Oh, oh boy! I think that um, you, you make a show whopping penis. <laughs> <laughs> I think you make a you make a a super successful television show for s- seven, eight, nine years Easy. with an ensemble of super talented actors, mm-hmm. and after a while, say less. Yeah, there, there's this feeling of you know. That like you know, like you know, Oscar really thinks that his character should you know have this storyline, and like I, I like I almost think that it's all for the actors, and I, I like I don't think that I think that what would have been the right thing to do was say the office is about a, a super boring paper company with a super interesting idiotic boss, so it should just be Nelly. Yeah. It should just be Nelly. Like Andy is just V two of Michael Scott, but a like, way worse version. Super worse version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Nelly is something. If Michael new. Scott was actively mean, mean spirited to people. That's what Andy was in season nine. Right. Uh, and uh, but I'm just saying, it's just like they just they just bring in another. I mean, he's just so similar to. Mm-hmm. Um to Michael in so many ways, like just, I mean, he just looks like Michael. He's just, you know, the same white dude. Like it would be nice, like to all of a sudden have a British lady. It's something new. Like I, I think, and she's way funnier also. Yes. And, uh, I, and, and more mysterious too than Andy. That's another thing that Nellie has going for is she's mysterious that where you're just like, like with Daryl and and Michael Scott, what happened to you in high school? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, why does she mm-hmm. need the gold Arabian slipper? Yeah. yeah. Well, that what happened with when, Mastercard. Yeah. That yeah, the, the thirteen pianos. Yeah. The, 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 I, I just like the, with when Jim and Dwight are helping her move her stuff, and it's like it's pretty ham fisted because it's like they're literally going to like and cube they're gonna spill a box of pictures and like figure all this stuff out about nelly it's it's very like oh you only have one season to get this done um but i wish they'd allowed her a little more time to explore that because it did feel a little rushed like we got to get her in here we got to give her uh, her origin story why she is how she is and it's like we you don't necessarily need that uh at least that aggressively that soon so i i i agree with you sean Thank I'm a Roni. Yeah. <laughs> Got one. I do think on some level, you know, you do kind of need to give the characters a satisfying ending. I mean, that's part of, you know, having such a long show like this. But in the, it's really difficult in the finale to do that. Like, that was such a challenge of it is that there's so mm-hmm. many storylines you got to put a button on. Mm-hmm. And they have to wrap up in a certain way. And sometimes you can only do it with a line here or there. Yeah. You know, it just happens to be that there's a baby for Nelly to adopt. 
Um, yeah, we, we haven't even mentioned she is, she, that the, uh, Maybe her entire <laughs> purpose is that she becomes the mother of Drake mm-hmm. Howard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so, that, so Drake Howard doesn't grow up in an orphanage mm-hmm. or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I do think it would have been funny to see a season of Nelly as manager. I think that would have been like a pretty fun season to watch, like in an alternate universe yeah. sort of thing. That would have been really fun to watch. I do. Uh, I do agree that Andy is so sour at the beginning of season nine. You know, it's it's, it's hard to hard to like him the same way. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It would have been it 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 would be funny to see. To your point, like other versions or uh, of the office that are like a pretty mundane, normal workplace with a crazy boss. Yeah, you know, similar to Michael, similar to the way that Nelly could have brought. You know. Cool. Any any other? <laughs> I mean, hey, what any, else? It's it's. You know, hey, this is all a. I mean, this is it, man. The thing about talking about Nelly is we end up talking about should'ves and could'ves and yeah, you know. I it's mean, cause, yeah, it's because it, we're talking about season nine. Is what is really happening with Nelly? And the you can't art. talk about Nelly without talking about the you know the way the show changes in the end, mm-hmm. um, because she changes so much even in her short two season period. And they did season eight with James Spader as the new boss. He goes out, bringing Catherine Tate for season nine as the boss. Maybe you keep going. It new boss, you know, new season. You know what would have been nice is if uh, Catherine Tate went to a role similar to Ryan or Jan or uh, David Wallace or Joe, like a corporate figure that Andy has to report into. You yeah. Know? Uh, maybe maybe you wouldn't have, maybe not having the same sort of angry Andy punch the wall sort of like maybe you don't have that same buildup but maybe maybe there's a version of this where robert leaves anyway and at the beginning of season nine the new person that's overseeing the scranton branch is actually nelly bertram and andy has to report to her and mm-hmm. you know without the whole stealing the manager job kind of thing that i think would have be, been that would have been funny that would have been that really been fun to watch funny. andy has to go to florida every now and then the way that michael had to go to new york mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 meet I with the other it. branch I managers love, and, and yeah. to watch and to watch Andy tap dance for the crazy Nelly, like, would be fun to see. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like, in the same way that Dwight was trying to audition for the VP role or something like that. That would have been <laughs> fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you guys have any... Uh, I mean, I know we're kind of wrapping to it, but, like, were there any sort of... Did you change your mind or think anything new about Nelly in your preparation for today? Like, going back and watching all the Nelly scenes or looking at the moments, like, did I mean, anything new come to you? My it it wasn't necessarily a new thought, but just the appreciation for her quotes. Like, I mean, they're so they can be so rapid fire, and they're so like they're so full, chock full of jokes. I I mean, <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah. I I I I just found so many quotes that I love to hers. I'm picking random ones now, but I mean, <laughs> certainly, get out, skeleton man is yeah. such a great <laughs> happy birthday to Gabe. This this is. Uh, another such a Michael Scott quote of the like I can't be hypnotized Wyatt I tried it only ended up smoking more yeah. that's such a Michael yeah. Scott quote yeah like yeah it's perfect take a man's job but leave him his balls Margaret Thatcher said that probably don't know don't read didn't see the movie like that's that's a Michael Scott line I, that's what I'm like, saying you know there's what I so mean? many that are just yeah. like she's nailing it just like in the same way it's just she's just she just came so far out of left field we don't treat her with the same reverence as Michael Scott, nor should we, given given his contribution yeah, to the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, of course, but like, of course. You know what I mean? I think I think she, 
with time, she could have fulfilled a very similar. She could have scratched that itch a little bit better than Andy did for a sure. A similar, a similar presence, a similar vibe uh, follows very along with the confidently incorrect kind of idea. A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. If you yeah. read her lines just on the page, you could you can hear them in Steve Carell's voice. You know, I'm not allowed to say it's mandatory. Let's just call it compulsory. Perfect. The The way that she leads the paper airplane contest is pretty funny. And a good example of that, the way that she can kind of lead an event. We have seven fierce competitors and one Toby. There's there's like a lot of uh, funny moments mm-hmm. that happen there. And mm-hmm. Angela advances. Yeah. And so. she has the sort of like simmering desperation to like have a child and like a partner and not be lonely in the same way that Michael Scott was. Like they just, they, ha- they have the same needs and like that cast can work wonders with those needs. And uh, it, it, it just missed, just missed. She also provides the Filipino reference on the show. <laughs> the newer, be- the new band for set, Pam. She wants to set yeah. Pam up. He'll be, yeah. <laughs> and Filipino, but we'll tell her about that later. Yeah. Shout out, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Babuhai. Yeah. The, uh, oh God, what does she say? Hold on, I'm looking up. What does she say about when Packer swoops in at the very end to take the VP job? Mm-hmm. And is promptly fired, and she's like, "Whatever you do, like, don't blame Todd Packer. It's not his fault. Blame his upbringing, his parents, the society that would mold this idiotic creature. Fire the employee, yes, but not the man. You may not cancel his soul, Robert California. That was never on the table." <laughs> I I always love. Uh, I mean, Nellie is 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 kind of part of this, but is when Dwight is listing off all the roles in uh, in the Test the Store episode, and Dwight says, uh, "Packer, you will be the sexual predator who has come to prey on the trendy teenage girls who are obsessed with the pyramid." And Todd oh. Packer says, uh, and Nellie says, uh, "That is excellent." And Todd says, "I don't see what that gets us, but that's a but I'm a team player. Perfect casting, right?" Says Dwight, and then Todd says, "Shoots out to get me, but I'm playing the long game. As soon as he messes up." I swoop in like a sexual predator. <laughs> Can't put me down. Yeah. Too strong. Yeah. Uh, I, I drop, nerd. Yeah. yeah, drop. I I realized I should have gotten. That's a is a useful drop. Is uh, Jim gets Dwight a gift, and when they're out golfing, when he gets oh, the yeah. VP job, and he just he puts it on the golf tee and hits it. And now I just goes. <laughs> he doesn't even care. Don't even care. I, I need that. I need that drop. It's going to be good on our show. He doesn't even care. Like, you are a real Archibald. footage. I need it. I need it. You're a real Archibald than his man, George. Doesn't exist. Yeah. The little, yeah, the little like, English references. You call that has. a King James pie. <laughs> yeah. You look like the goat of Dover, which also doesn't exist. <laughs> the way she eats the tacos with Daryl. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just all... Mm-hmm. Mm, it's it's the physical comedies there. <laughs> Please don't let them have eyes. Yeah. <laughs> she, she says, I she, survived. I, I think she was talking about a breakup or a divorce. She says, I survived with a lot of shepherd's pie and brandy. The singer, not the drink. <laughs> uh, all Michael Scott lines. Yeah. Oh, man. I survived I'll just with tell shepherd's you, pie just... and brandy. The singer, not the drink. <laughs> yeah, that's such a Michael Scott. I uh, okay. Before we before we wrap this up, I just want to tell you guys about one sketch in the Catherine Tate show. There's oh, yeah, one yeah, where yeah. like she's just walking home with this guy, and she's like, "Well, you know," they're like, "Oh, I had a great time," and she's like, "Well, good night," and he's like, 
well, good night. And he's like, I might not want to go home just yet. Maybe we could have another drink or something. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I would I would invite you in and sleep with you, but I'm just not drunk enough. And <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, what? And she's like, I, I'm just not drunk enough to find you attractive. I, I really wish I was. He's like, but I b- brought you to the Munich Beer Festival. And she's like, I know. And I drank so much. I was arrested <laughs> twice. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm still not drunk. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so funny. I, I highly recommend it. I'm not giving it nearly enough, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, doing it nearly enough justice. But there you go. There you have it. Nellie Bertram. Uh, hilarious character. Catherine boy. Tate. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm interested uh, to know what people think about Nelly because she is kind of a divisive character, as you mentioned. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, for but sure, I think for we're sure. kind of aligned in how we feel about her, and then yeah. and, uh, the the all the funny moments she brings to the show. Yeah. Well, we'll yep. take a quick break, and we'll get, go to the conference room for a couple voicemails. This episode is brought to you by Talkspace. It can be really difficult to seek help with your mental health. Whether it's the fear of opening up to a stranger or the thought of friends and family judging you or treating you differently. Uh, But meeting with a therapist to work on your mental health is just as helpful as hiring a personal trainer to work on your physical health. And the positive impact can be just as life-changing. I think therapy is incredibly important. I highly recommend it. I've done it myself. And I think it can help just about anyone. So if you've ever thought about it, I would highly recommend you seek it out. Try it out at least once. Uh, It can be a huge, huge change and benefit in your life. Talkspace provides a convenient, stigma-free experience. Meeting with a therapist should be as ordinary and judgment-free as going to the dentist or, or working out or anything like that. It's, a, it's about self-care. Uh, I love that Talkspace makes it easy to connect with a therapist privately and lets you message whenever you need to. Uh, it's the benefits of therapy without the hassle of having to set appointments, waiting more than a week to you know see them again. Um, if you've ever wondered about it and aren't sure where to start, you need to check out Talkspace. At Talkspace, your privacy and security are their number one priority. They put you in a private room with your therapist. You can send messages back and forth throughout the day, uh, and they have encryption and added security features to keep your conversation fully protected. So whether you struggle with anxiety, depression, self-doubt, or anything else, Talkspace gives you the help you need to move forward. In reality, you know, it can just be talking. It doesn't have to be about trying to cure or solve any of these certain problems in your life. It can just be really helpful to talk to someone. So that can be a really amazing thing and a really helpful resource. So if you've ever thought about it, don't think twice. Uh, It could be a real change in your life. So... Join Talkspace today and start moving forward with a single message. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code SCOTT at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code SCOTT. For example, it could have been good for Dwight. Well, he was looking into prescription, but well, not not for him. They're for his cousin Moe's. He's just having a tough time being wifeless in a high-pressure job and his crazy cousin Moe's. Other cousin Moe's. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or, if you could see into the future, what would you want it to find out? Or, 
If you were a character in The Office, who would you be? <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I personally love making uh, photo albums with Ryan, with all of our uh, Polaroid pictures, and this is even more than that. It's pictures and stories combined, which is so nice to look back on. So with StoryWorth, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash Scott and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash Scott to save $10 on your first purchase. You're a busy person, so stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. The Daily Wear System is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design made with performance fabrics and built to work together. Just like the three of us, hey fellas. From breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish button-ups and shorts, underwear, and beyond, Mack Weldon makes it easy for you to dress for work, leisure, and play, or wherever this winter takes you, even if it's snuggling up at home by the fire. They make a wonderful line of sweatshirts, uh, sweatpants, all kinds of jackets, everything you need to get cozy in. I'll say this for me, what I'm looking forward to uh, with my Mack Weldon clothes, uh, I had a bunch of friends get me back into golf. I didn't use, I used to golf a long time ago. Uh, haven't done it for about 15 years plus. And, uh, I'm back in the game guys. And let me tell you, I went to get dressed to go play golf uh, a few weeks ago. And I was like, I don't have what I need. I don't have the right pants. I'm not wearing jeans out there. I don't want to wear sweatpants. And so, uh, here comes Mac Weldon with this, uh, the Maverick tech Chino pants. That's what I got my eye on. Something I can move in something that looks going to look good out there. Uh, something that is, you know, water resistant and and moves as I do, which is extremely athletically. Or maybe uh, for the ultimate lazy Sunday, their Ace sweatshorts have modern tailoring and pair perfectly with their ultra soft, ultra upgraded Prima tees for weekend travels. Their silver knit polo radius shorts are the perfect high tech, highly packable combo. So buy some time this winter with the Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. For twenty percent off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com/scott and enter promo code Scott. That's MacWeldon.com slash Scott. Promo code Scott for 20% off. Mac Weldon, radically efficient wardrobing. Conference room, five minutes. All right, fellas, we're just going to kick this off with a few voicemails as our our voicemail box is constantly filling up, even though we empty it as much as we can. Uh, So let's start off with a couple quick ones here. This is one. Yeah, hello. Am I the 107th caller? <laughs> That's it. All right, next voice. <laughs> Someone called Fantastic. It. They just they just left that uh, and nothing else. I love it. Uh, I need paper. <laughs> That's a voicemail that we got once. Oh, yeah, I need paper. Yeah. I need paper. Uh, all right, uh, this next one. Uh, we did have some responses from... Our Hank episode, as as it's it's difficult to say every moment that the character has, but mm-hmm. people obviously were kind enough to remind us of things we forgot. So uh, here's oh, a voicemail nice. from Allie. Hi. Hello. Hello there. Um, I'm Allie. I'm from Long Beach, California, and I'm just listening to your Hank episode, and I cannot believe <laughs> that you did not mention this part. Okay, it's the episode... When Robert California is trying to get his wife to work there, 
and yes. Jim knows about it, but Jim is like ducking out of every little chance that he can. I can't believe we forgot And there's this that too, part huh? where Jim jumps into his car and tries to leave, but Hank closes the gate yeah. on him. I can't believe you guys didn't mention that part. I think it's worth a mention. It is legendary Hank moment. It's probably my favorite Hank moment, the one that stands out in my head. And yeah, that's it. I love you guys' podcast. It's super fun to listen to. I'm a total fucking nerd and listen to it all the time, and all my friends make fun of me, but it's oh. fun. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Oh, hey, thank you, Thank Elio. you so much. That's so nice. Oh, my gosh. I that I actually I had, I I admit that I have like forgot about that moment like I didn't even know what she was talking about when she started talking about that episode so as soon as she mentioned it, like the this Mrs yeah, California remember, that episode yeah yeah Mrs California yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just funny that when one. Hank is like, yeah, he, the times he does take an order or something and it was like, <laughs> hey Hank Hank come on yeah. <laughs> Robert California has him yeah. being like, "Don't let anyone leave," and uh, he's like, I'm, "I'll take that seriously." It's good <laughs> stuff. Uh, speaking of that, Hank, we also got a, an email. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting the name, but we did get an email, and we were talking about like we never see Hank deal with any crimes, and we didn't even mention uh, when Phyllis gets flashed in the parking lot. Oh. Now, Ooh. I think was I, I assume Hank was there at that point. Yeah. I don't think we see him in that. Do we see him out searching in the parking lot? I don't recall. Mm. If he was, mm. well, well, we anyway, we we're remiss to mention. Uh, we talked about how no real crimes happen on the premises. We were totally wrong. I totally forgot about that one. Serious crime, and the and the place is robbed when, uh, of course, Michael yeah, they say Hank, Hank from security and checked out for the night, and that is all we have. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So wasn't there, but uh, that crime did happen. Uh, but yeah, shout Hank out is to, the flasher and the robber. Sh- shout out to Hank for uh, stopping Jim. <laughs> Jim's reaction to that is really funny, too. Uh, all right. One more voicemail here from Patrick. Hey, guys. My name is Patrick. I'm from a tiny town outside Peoria, Illinois. Um, not so much a question or anything, just more of a comment. But I just listened to the Hank and the voicemail episode. And one of the callers called in and said, hey, what up, Cynthia? And I'm not sure if you guys listen to, like, the Nate Lamb podcast. There's several other podcasts that do it, but they have, like, a greeting for, for other listeners. And I thought maybe that might be a, uh, a great one for, for fans of your podcast that they see in the public some <laughs> merch or something like that. So, hey, what up, Cynthia? I also thought that might be a, a merch idea. Uh, fantastic. Put, what up, Cynthia, on the front of the shirt with your, uh, with your MSPC logo on the back of it or something like that. I don't know. Just cool idea. I thought I'd share with you guys. Love the podcast. Keep it going. Thanks, guys. Man, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. That's a great uh, idea. What Great a idea, idea Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also I also wanted to play that one just to to yeah. Any other like merch ideas are great. Like I say, we're just starting out with the merch. We're we're kind of figuring it out, and we want to make good stuff. But I do like the idea yeah. that there's a there's just a phrase that fans of the podcast would know and be able to say to each other. And what up, Cynthia? Oh, what up, one. Cynthia? Pippity um, poppity, yeah. certainly. Pippity poppity, yeah. Have you guys it, it ever gets tough to, with like oh, yeah. trademarked? I yeah. feel like like Pippity. It might be. I don't know if that's. Yeah. Know, what up, Cynthia's? What up, Cynthia's? Pretty that's a deep open. Cut. That's a deep yeah. cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys listen to the Nate Land podcast? No, no, I didn't know. What I that don't was. even know it's, what that is. It's really funny. It's Nate Bergetzi, the comedian. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I do like him a lot. Uh, he's great. Yeah, he's a he's a great comedian. It's his podcast. I've only listened to a few of them, but they're very funny. Yeah. The um, I used to listen to Professor Blastoff. I loved that show. That was Tignataro, Kyle Dunnigan's podcast uh back in the day but they had 
they just were doing so many bits. They all their merch store was just their lines about the best one was just cool beer. <laughs> Which is something to say to someone, a stranger at a party. <laughs> oh, hey, cool beer. Cool beer. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Cynthia? But we need, we need a phrase of something that we say to each yeah. other that's not even from the office. I don't know what that would be. So if you have an idea for that, uh, that's not there, from the office, I mean, but there are a few of them in our show. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, remind us of something that we say to each other a lot. To your point, I say court. that a lot. To your point, yeah, that's just, everyone says that in podcasts now, like all the time. Really? Oh, they must be oh, listening yeah. to me. <laughs> no, I will take credit. I, I hear, I hear it in the low post so much. Maybe yeah. that's where it got got transferred in there. Mm-hmm. I think I know where it came from, pers- for for me. But yeah, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. So let us know what other host phrases we have that could be merchandised because we are here to make money first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Those are all the voicemails I'm playing. Thank you for uh, sending us voicemails. And uh, Thank now... you. And by the way, by the yeah. way, I want to say, I'm just running through, I haven't listened to every voicemail we've gotten, but I'm running through the run times. And you guys whipped into shape because I'm not seeing much <laughs> no over 90 way. seconds. Let me tell you, you guys are now leaving clean, tight voicemails. I love to see it. Oh, I love Jeez. to see it. Thank I you. just, I mean, I know that this is like, a, a, like the podcast is readily available on over over the internet, but it's just so cool that like people are from other places listen to the show and that they call yeah. in and, and that kind it's of thing. True. I, I have never ceased to amaze me. So thank I you. I want to hear stories if you meet if you've met another fan out in public just randomly like that i want to hear be, if that yeah. has ever happened or did somebody met you, 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 yeah you I, yeah your voice I, I feel i've told this story before and i can't i i can't but remember tell it again tell it again it was a while please. ago but i was just i was just at uh at a food cart in portland at a food cart pod uh as we have many um and um a lady walked up to me while i was just talking to some friends this was like before covid i think um, and was just like, I'm so sorry. Are 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 you from the Michael Scott Podcast Company? <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, this is so. I mean, it's like in front of my friends too. So like, who pays you? Like, who pays okay. you? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like no, but she was just like, oh my god, that's so weird. I was just listening to you, and I wow. I couldn't help but think that sounded like you and I knew you were in Portland and it was just like oh well thank you so much (laughs) like it's just and then you both just go about your day like okay (laughs) amazing whereas it's just like I'm just like blown away I'm like what do you think of the show (laughs) like I just want to like talk to that person more and yeah so um, if you ever do overhear us or think that you see us in public just want to go up and talk to Sean yeah yeah I am aware of the effect I have on women. <laughs> Lay it on the charm. Lay it on the charm. Well, I uh, I think we should uh, I think we should move on to our our final yeah, segment, let's gentlemen. It. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Woo! Trivia this week is provided by Lonnie from Georgia. Lonnie writes on multiple occasions. (laughs) (laughs) On multiple occasions, guest actors arrive on the office whose real names and works are mentioned in other episodes. Mm. For example, Jim Carrey is referenced several times on the show. Sure. So the employees of Dunder Mifflin should have said, Holy crap, it's Jim Carrey when the Finger Lakes guy walked in. So here's today's trivia How many 
guest actors can you name whose oh. real names or works are mentioned on the office oh. thus creating a guest star paradox bonus points if you can name episodes and seasons in which the references occur oh okay geez. well how note, about nope there's no chicken or egg here it counts either way if the actor is on uh if the actor reference or the character appearance comes first sorry go ahead how about idris elba and obsessed yes okay. wait in see in season five uh well idris elba appears in uh, season five and oh check it out uh idris elba a paradox another paradox occurs with idris elba ah okay okay um will ferrell and night at the roxbury Mm. Yes, that's number one. Good. Good work. Okay, I'm so glad I got one. I was like, ah, this is deep for me. But mm-hmm. I mean, we, we got to start with the guest stars. That's like the biggest one. Ray Romano. Everybody loves Raymond. How about? Uh, I mean, does it count when they Michael talks about Doris Roberts and the place she likes to eat when she's in Phoenix? Is that <laughs> um, I, I. Uh... Uh, how about how about I can go through? I mean, I could. I, you you got Will Cusack Ferrell. Must have been well, yeah, in let's something. just think about the let's think about the guest stars. Ed Joe Begley Cusack Jr., must have been Joan in something. Joan Cusack. That's um, um, Rosie O'Donnell. Or no, right. not Rosie O'Donnell. Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Would Jack Black count? Although he's Jack Black in the show, right? So that right. doesn't count. Uh. uh there's how about uh how about uh uh i mean a bit of a, a big guest star is kathy bates as joe bennett misery right is misery, misery is uh probably referenced at some point during the office <laughs> but so is a, a very important movie big movie big Big fish, big movie like a Titanic. Big, big. <laughs> yes, <laughs> big, Sorry. big. Uh, yeah, exactly. Titanic uh, is mentioned in Booze Cruise, uh, is referenced in Booze uh-huh. Cruise. Idris uh-huh. Elba, who plays Charles Biner in season yeah. five, mm-hmm. uh, was also on a TV show, Titanic. <laughs> um, is the Daily Show ever brought up? Like Rob Riggle. I'm just going to say, the, the Wire is mentioned. Oh, oh, <laughs> the oh wire. it is. Michael says, I've been watching The Wire recently. I don't understand. That's you get, him, right. you get him to wear a wire, and then you You're flip right. him. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Uh, Which is funny, because someone also close to Michael was in The Wire. Holly, Amy Ryan. Holly yeah, Amy Ryan, of course. Yep. Um, uh, one of the first guest stars on the show. Tim Meadows. Uh, Saturday Night Live. In, yes, yeah. of course. Okay. He's Tim just Meadows. in a bajillion. The, 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 the line from trivia is just is a bajillion, in a bajillion SNL mm-hmm. sketch yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that I is, referenced. Is Deadwood ever brought up? Stop thinking Tim, mm. like, Timothy Oliphant. Mm. Man, I can't think of when it would have been mentioned. But yeah, Timothy Oliphant. That's a good one. one. That's a good one. Uh, um, is Will Arnett ever? Dave Keckner, Anchorman? I don't know. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of. I guess Steve Carell, Anchorman. But <laughs> Josh Groban, does he ever come up? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in. Oh, of course. I mean, oh, let's not forget about uh, uh, Chris Bauer, uh, who plays Harry Jenneron, also in The Wire, a third mm-hmm. one. 
Oh, it's yeah, it's nice. weird that like it's it's hard to think of the pop culture things that they would be referencing. You know what I mean? That's like the mm-hmm. hard part to think of versus the guest stars. I, yeah, I want to see. Colbert I mean, you guys before? are mentioning so many now that I'm like, ah, man, maybe that is in there somewhere. Stephen but, Colbert, but of course, and, yeah. Colbert, yeah, like yeah. Well, but of course, okay. Lonnie Lonnie worked hard on this. Yeah, is it better? But, for, okay, so like, how about I'll just I'll, I'll I'm gonna mention these last few exactly. people so that give we can get the, through. Give this. us the Here actors and we'll try to guess okay. the work. That's so. So when Pam goes to look for a new job, mm-hmm. she finds a manager much like Michael Scott, Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk, who is in a fabulous TV show, Mr. Show, or Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, where Ryan dresses as Jesse Pinkman once. Oh, okay, uh, okay. So, there you go. All right. Um, this, also, also Matt Jones, who played Badger. Of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, David Costabile, who played Gale. In, uh, yeah, he's the, he's, he's, the, he's the banker. He's the banker. He's yeah. the banker. So, mm-hmm. um, Gale Bedicky. Uh, Pam's sister, Penny, in yeah. Niagara. Oh, True Blood. Yes, correct. Oh, yep. which is referenced. Very much referenced. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Andy, yeah. Andy dresses up as Bill, right? From True Blood. Uh, it's funny that Robert California talks about this person but was competing against him to uh, in at the end of season seven to get the job as manager at Dunder Mifflin. Warren Buffett. Blank operates the same way. BlackRock. Buffett operates yeah. the same way. <laughs> I never oh, allow Edwin sexual said, desire. I said, yeah, I said Ed, that. Edwin said Buffett. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I. Did you? Did you think I meant Jimmy Buffett? That happens. A I lot heard too. you say. Okay. I heard you say BlackRock. <laughs> sorry. Well, I said that first. I'm, I'm so BlackRock was like something else that he, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, maybe our uh, internet's not lined up here. I. I never allow a sexual desire. <laughs> to influence a business decision. So I find it best uh, to recuse myself temporarily to make love. Then I go back and analyze the situation rationally. Buffett <laughs> operates the same way. God, I um, <laughs> uh, the pizza delivery guy in season four. Kevin McHale from Glee. That's right. and uh, Also the Celtics. <laughs> mm-hmm. And finally, the Celtics were a great team. I know, you beat me to it. I was, I was just went down to my laptop. <laughs> and finally, the Celtics uh, were a great team. <laughs> finally, uh, Kevin's replacement at the end of season nine what? is oh Dakota Johnson, who is from Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, which Phyllis listens, listens to, to yeah, that's book. right, and has okay, to be yes, doused yes. with water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Andy has the same thing, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he like yeah. <laughs> uh, it, and there's just a, a note on that one. This one really shouldn't count since the film version of Fifty Shades didn't come out until a couple years after The Office ended. But I had to throw it in because that Philistine is cringier to be the dinner party, Scott's Tots, <laughs> and little Michael on Fundle Bundle all combined. <laughs> well, thank you uh, so much, Lonnie, and uh, thank you to everyone who left us voicemails. Please, if you want to email us trivia, email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail, 
503-694-9314. It sounds like we're going to have to do a voicemail episode again soon. Yep. So uh, so give us a call. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. We have a store, mspcstore.com. Uh, we have beautiful embroidered uh, crew neck sweaters with the logo on there. You can get a mug with any character's face on it with uh with our artwork uh designed by the great ryan lloyd uh and uh stay out of new york lloyd (laughs) 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 Uh, and we're on patreon patreon.com slash michael scott uh join us become scott's tot uh it's five bucks a month uh you support the show uh you get a bonus uh, episode uh, voice ba- voice oh sorry mailbag episode every month mm-hmm. where we answer questions that we get directly through Patreon. Um, ad free episodes. Uh, there's a whole backlog of those episodes. You get ad free episodes. We make a donation together to the Third Good Marshall College Fund. So please um, join us on there. Um, hang out with us. Uh, it's a good time. Thank you so much to our Scotts Tots to our our Patreon members like. I mean, we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, you, you've, you're what keeps this show going, and and we love you. And thanks, uh, uh, yeah, just thanks for being there for us. Uh, special <laughs> thanks to Ryan Lloyd. Uh, oh, hey, a special shout out to Ann Groundwater, uh, who Mrs. just popped. Mrs. Mrs. Ann Groundwater. Mrs. Ann Groundwater, who just popped onto the screen. Alex got married this past Woo! weekend. Congratulations, guys. Sound of my ring hitting my windscreen. <laughs> How does it feel? You fiddling with it? All the time. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not used, used to hitting stuff. And, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm left-handed, That's so it happen. happens a lot more than often because it's, it's <laughs> my hand. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, special but, thanks yeah. to uh, my wife, uh, Ryan, my wife. who designs all of our artwork, designs these beautiful uh, mugs and sweatshirts that you can get your hands on now. Uh, this episode was recorded over video chat. A uh, quick note for next week. We won't have a new episode coming out. Uh, we're taking a little Thanksgiving break, but we will mm-hmm. have our Patreon episode coming out uh, yes. around next week and before the end of the month. So uh, if you're missing an episode next week, uh, now's as good a time as any. Um, but Patreon uh, subscribers, just keep an eye out for that and uh, be prepared to submit your questions. But uh, more important than that, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us, for uh, for spending a little time, for calling in, leaving voicemails, for uh, letting us know. Uh, any moment that we may have missed, uh, any of your opinions that may disagree with ours, like we just we're here for all of it. So thank you again. We uh, we love and appreciate you all. Uh, it gives us energy to do the show, and it just makes doing the show like uh, it's a joy. It's so much fun. We get to hang out together. We get to hang out with all of you, um, and uh, we get to talk about the office. So what can be better than that? So uh, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the zombie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ooh, hi. Da-da. Da 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 da